Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the In Theory, I Was Right podcast. I, of course, am still Harris Kaufman, your host, and today is April 29th, uh, a couple days after Avengers Infinity War has finally come out, and I have seen it. I've actually seen it twice. I have given it a, a good deal of thought, really tried to process what I saw, because there was a lot going on. It was the first real culmination of everything that's been kind of happening in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the Guardians and the Avengers and Thor going off on his own, kind of doing his own thing. Um, so this is it was a big event, and I've got some thoughts on it. Uh, please forgive any background noise if you hear any clicking. Uh, that's just our little boy Bruno. We got a we got a dog, and uh, he's a little excited about the movie, so he's uh, finding it hard to sit still. But why don't we? Considering it was such a such a long movie, I mean, it was two and a half hours. Considering it was such a big event, um, I feel like it's just best to dive right into it now. If you saw it, just a quick recap of kind of what happened. It, it, it picks up exactly where Thor Ragnarok leaves off. And, you know, we, that, that final clip, uh, that post credit scene that we saw in Thor Ragnarok of um, Thanos's ship kind of ominously hovering over the ship that the Asgardians had taken. Uh, that's where it ended. And we pick up ha- uh, Thanos' ship having essentially laid waste to um, the Asgardian ship. Now, we pick up, there's Thor. It was the first scene um, with with Thanos, Thor, and Loki. Uh, Thanos already has the Power Stone because it's understood that he has, he has destroyed Xandar, which, if you remember, was where the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had put the, the, the Power Stone because they thought it would be safe there. So he has the Power Stone, and he's trying to get the Tesseract because he knows that Loki has it. Um, threatening Thor's life, he manages to get the Tesseract out of Loki. Loki, you know, always the the god of mischief. You never really know where his allegiances are going to lie. Does... Spare, he, he, he sacrifices his life. As it, it would seem that the corner that he turned in Thor Ragnarok was a permanent one. You know, he, he comes to the rescue of all the Asgardians and, you know, he, he says, oh, your savior has arrived or your savior is here. And, you know, everyone kind of expected is always, well, I'll get into it later. But so he, he attempts to kill Thanos with a dagger doesn't work out, and Thanos kills him in front of Thor. So at this point, everybody outside of of Jane that Thor cares about, has ever loved, has been killed. Thor has pretty much nothing going on, um, other than his friends on Earth who he hasn't seen in, in what we understand to be a couple of years. Um, ship blows up, Thor gets you know ejected into space. Um, goes to Earth, we see... Um, Oh, I mean, Hulk, having gotten his ass kicked by Thanos, is sent to Earth by Heimdall, um, and then we we see Doctor Strange and and uh, and Wong, and that's where and Thor or Hulk crashes into the Sanctum Sanctorum, and that's when Earth learns that Thanos is coming. Uh, Doctor Strange goes to get Tony Stark, 
and then the you know initial battle comes. You see, we get Spider Man. Spider Man gets it. Gets you know as as Benedict one is kidnapped essentially because he has the time stone and is and is taken aboard one of um, Thanos's Q ships. Um, Spider Man goes after him, and Iron Iron Man goes after him. So they're they're on the ship, and they end up rescuing Doctor Strange. But now they're on a ship headed towards uh, Titan, which is Thanos's home. Um, while that's going on. It, there's a lot of juggling going on. We, we, we see the Guardians of the Galaxy. They pick up Thor finally, and um, they, you know, he 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 realizes what's happened, you know, because he was kind of unconscious, I guess. And then he real he he knows that he's got to go kill Thanos, so he takes uh, Rocket and he takes Groot, and they go to they go to forge another hammer because Thor needs a weapon. So they go to the forge where his original hammer, Mjolnir, was created. And uh, so they, they, they do that. While that's going on, Gamora and Star-Lord and Drax and, um, and Mantis go to nowhere to try to head off uh, Thanos to get the Reality Stone. Because Thor had, uh, if you remember the end of Dark World, put the Aether in the care of uh, the Collector. So there's that. So that's going on. All the while, everyone's trying to get a lock on Vision because he's got the Mind Stone. And so they give, they, they don't know what, they don't know, um, where vision is. He's, he's off gallivanting with uh, Scarlet Witch. And, um, with that in mind, uh, Bruce Banner makes a call to cap to captain America to, um, to go find him, to go track him down. Um, we see part of the dark order. We see, um, Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive. They go to, they go to get the Mind Stone and they end up, that's when we first see Captain America. Um, and, and Vision really gets the shit kicked out of him. So, you know, they, 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 they're trying to figure out where, where, where to take this Mind Stone, where it would be safe. They end up going to Wakanda. We see that, um, we see that Thanos ha- already has the ether. He already has the reality, the reality stone. Um, once the guardians find him, uh, he abducts essentially, um, Gamora because he knows that she knows where, where the, um, soul stone is. So he takes her, she, he blackmails her into telling her, telling him where it is. And they go to, they go to the planet. It's, I can't remember the name of the planet. They go to the planet and they find, they come across the red skull who has been the guardian, I guess, of the Soul Stone for ever since he, uh, the end of, of, of Captain America, the first Avenger. And um, Thanos has to sacrifice Gamora to get the Soul Stone. It required a sacrifice, so he gets the Soul Stone. Um, so now he has the Aether. He's got, uh, so he's got the Reality Stone. He's got the Power Stone. He's got the Tesseract, which is the Space Stone. Now he's got the Soul Stone. And the only thing left, he needs the Time Stone, and he needs um, the Mind Stone. And so he goes to Titan, where uh, Cap or where um, Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, and then they, they're they're on Titan, and they meet up because they have a plan to to defeat Thanos um, on his own turf. And they go to then um, they meet Peter Quill, they meet Star Lord, they meet Drax, and they meet. Um, Mantis there. So they're all there trying to, you know, so they, we've got two fights going on. We've got um, the one on Titan and then eventually the one on Earth. And just to wrap things up, um, 
their plan, their plan fails. Doctor Strange says he's, he went into the future and he saw 14 million possible outcomes and they only won one. And it's very cryptic. We don't know how that turned out. Um, but we know that they lose on Titan, that, 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 um, Dr. Strange gives, uh, Thanos the, the time stone to save Tony Stark. One of the things he said he would absolutely not do. So we wonder why, what, what part will Tony Stark play? Why is he so vital that, that it was better to have him live than to, to give, Thanos the time stone. So Thanos has a time stone, goes to Earth where the big fight's happening in Wakanda. You have Bucky, you've got Cap, you've got Black Panther, you've got uh, the Dora Milaje, you've got all the, the the border tribes, all that stuff in a, in a big, um, a big all out brawl. And then finally, the finally, you know, Thanos shows up to get Vision, you know, the the, the Mind Stone and Vision, and he gets it. He gets it and he snaps his fingers and the final scene of Infinity War is half of the souls in the universe dying are disintegrating. And it's a very, very, it's, 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 it's a little disturbing seeing in the way that they did it, um, of people disintegrating essentially. And so what we're left with, the people that have survived are we have Captain America? We have essentially the original Avengers. We've got Captain America. We've got um, Black Widow. We've got Hulk. We've got Thor. Uh, we've got Iron Man, and then we also have Rocket, who who has survived, and we have Nebula, who has survived. Um, everybody else is dead, um, and that's where it ended. Uh, then the, the post credit scene is, of course, uh, Nick Fury who just before he disintegrates pages uses some funky pager to page, um, Captain Marvel that we saw, we saw her, um, emblem show up as the, as the pager, uh, has received the message has, has, has was sent. And that's the end of the movie. The end of the movie is the Avengers losing. This is the only movie that doesn't end that, that a isn't resolved of course, and B, where they lose. Every other movie ended with them winning. You know, Age of Ultron made it seem like they were going to lose, but they ended up winning. Um, you know, the, the first Avengers, it seemed inter- insurmountable odds, but they ended up winning. Um, Civil War, you know, even though they, they were f- the, the Avengers broke up and they were fractured, it's still, nobody died, essentially. Nobody died, and the bad guy, Baron Zemo, was captured. And even though, you know, a lot of the Avengers or, or you know, some of the, the Avengers had been captured, you know, Steve, you know, we see Steve breaking them out of jail. So this is really the only movie where, where the Avengers have failed and they have failed in such a spectacular way. Um, I left being really, really upset. It, it, it stayed with me um, because over the past 10 years, I've come to, to, really connect with a lot with, with these characters and love these characters and, and identify in certain ways with these characters, but, and to see them, you know, to see such a, a horrific end to this movie was, uh, was pretty upsetting. Now, you know, we have to take it with a grain of salt that 
We know Black Panther made $1.3 billion, and it's I'm pretty sure it's still playing in a couple of theaters. It made $1.3 billion, which is the most recent movie before Infinity War, and Black Panther died, quote-unquote, in this movie. Disney is obviously not going to kill off their golden goose in the immediate next movie. Spider-Man made a, made a ton of money, and they and all these movies have are slated – all these characters are slated to have new movies – uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the only one remaining is Rocket, but they have a Guardians 3 coming out. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is coming out, and he passed away. Uh, and, and Black Panther died, and he's got another movie coming out. So we know that these people are coming back. The, the issue is how are they coming back? And really, I mean, are, are they dead? Did they die? Where did they go? Uh, we don't really know the effect of, of the Infinity Gauntlet. It, it just said... it. I mean, I assume they're dead. I assume that's what happened, but we, we don't we don't truly know. Um, some of the more note, note, noteworthy deaths, I think the one that that actually the one that actually well, let's start. I guess I'll start from the beginning. The first death really is Heimdall. Um, he he ends up sacrificing himself to get the Hulk off the ship. He he uses his you know he he summons the All Fathers to use his, his body as a vessel one last time for the, for the um, Bifrost to get the Hulk to Earth, to warn Earth that they're coming. And in doing so, he draws attention to himself, and Corvus Glaive ends up stabbing him through the chest and killing him. Um, so that's the first death. And that sucked, because I really like liked Heimdall. I thought Idris Elba did a really good job uh, with the character. It was a very stoic um, Stoic character, and he was—I mean—he had a cool look. Uh, he was—he he had a cool—he had cool powers, really, um, in that he could see all, you know, all souls in the universe, which is actually interesting because that was a big speculation as to um, who had the soul stone, and the soul stone gives you dominion, really, over all of the souls in the universe. It, it, it gives you knowledge of all of every soul in the universe. So, so it would have made sense that Heimdall was the soul stone or had the soul stone, but it, well, I guess it didn't, that wasn't the plan for, for these movies, but that was a bummer because I really liked that character. Um, and then the next death is Loki. Of course, he, he effectively sacrificed himself, um, in attempting to kill Thanos. And I have to say, I really, I love, I love Loki as a character, especially in Thor Ragnarok because he, he is, he is such a devious character, but you you just you can't help but root for him and and you want him to do the right thing and eat and but you expect him to do the wrong thing because we've learned from that but you want him you always want him to redeem himself we keep giving him uh, second and third and fourth chances um, and I think that's actually kind of how the character went about where uh, of why he turned the corners because everybody in that in that last the elevator scene where him and Thor are talking he. You know, Thor is telling him, he's like, I loved you. You were my brother. I thought we were going to fight together forever. But, you know, at the end of the day, you are you and I am me and our paths diverged, you know, a long time ago. And, and I think Loki really got, just got tired of everybody assuming he was going to do the wrong thing. And so that, that's, I, I mean, in my opinion, that's what galvanized him to, to do the right thing. And before he died in Infinity War, he says, the sun will shine on us once again, brother, or, 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 you know, at some point again, 
um, which is unusual. That's an unusual thing to say. I'm not really sure why he, he made the point to say that. He is the god of mischief, so um, you, you never know what's going on. But I have to assume that this death, uh, when when Thor ch- or when Thanos choked Loki to death, that this was the the the, the final death of Loki because Loki has died two times previously. "Quote unquote" in these movies, and so in that sense, it kind of diluted his death for me in this movie. Uh, for me, um, it, it just—I I thought it kind of—you know—we've seen it before, and it was—it was a bummer in, in Dark World because um, he sacrificed himself, you know, in theory in Dark World, um, and then he came back. So I, I don't—I think this is the final death, but it's really hard to, you know, to. Where we're, we're, we've been, we've been, we've seen it before, you know. So, so its power for me, at least, was uh, was was taken away a little bit. Its meaning was taken away a little bit. But all right, buddy, I see you, I see you. Um, and then uh, moves on. I guess the next death would be a lot of people die in this movie. Jesus, the next death would be Eb, uh, Ebony Maw, um, who was a CG character for the most part. Uh, and he was voiced by who was he voiced by? Uh, Tom Vaughn. I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't know who that is. Um, voiced by somebody. He's a creepy looking dude. Um, and I think I think Tony ends up calling him Squidward. He kind of he does kind of look like Squidward. Um, but he's he's a creepy dude. He's essentially you know we see him torturing Doctor Strange. Uh, I guess he's got some telekinetic powers where he can move things with his mind or whatever it is. But he ends up getting in an, in an attempt. Uh, and, and, and a rescue attempt from Iron Man, Spider-Man, and then the Coca Levitation, um, which is in, a, in and of itself is really its own entity, um, ends up he Ebony Ma ends up getting blasted into space, which is actually a really cool scene. I liked I liked because he was so he was so unlikable. Um, he was such a creepy character that it, it I liked him really really getting dispatched in such an such an epic way. Um, and so he gets, you know, Iron Man blasts a hole in the ship. He gets sucked out into space and then he, has, he just dies in the cold waste of space. Um, so that was cool. I liked that. <laughs> I liked that death. I wasn't, I wasn't too upset about that. Um, and then we get to, um, Gamora. Gamora is, is the next death, uh, quote unquote. And so Thanos takes her to the planet where the soul stone is. And he's informed that he has to kill the thing he loves most to get the soul stone. He must make a sacrifice to get this stone. Um, and so Gamora's uh, like, Oh great. This is, you're never going to get it. Cause you, you've never loved anything in your life. And then she realizes, she slowly realizes that it's her, that the only thing that he's ever loved is her. And it's a weird moment because she, she makes a point to tell him that, that she is not his daughter. And he's done such terrible things, and and you really see his his affinity for her in their interactions throughout the movie. In that he, you know, she tries to kill him. She just tells him that she, that she hates him, and everything he does, every he never, other than really torturing Nebula to get the information out of out of Gamora, he he he's always maintains kind of this father this fatherly, you know, dynamic with her. And so her realizing that that he actually does love her, I think um, we, we don't really. There's she she never makes a, a response to that, um, 
but I feel like you could see in her face that that something had changed for her. Um, you know, that maybe maybe she realized that that he really did see her as as his daughter or uh, what have you. I'm not sure, but he ends up throwing her over, you know, off a cliff in order to um, to get the soul stone and. He does this because he, he says, oh, I've, I've neglected my destiny before. I won't do it again, whatever that means. So he ends up killing Gamora, this thing, this daughter that he loves so much. So, you know, you could see that it affected him. But you, you, how much can you love someone that you're, you're willing to sacrifice um, their lives to get to finish your job? Um, and then you, so you see her die when she hits the ground and then. He's sucked up into the sky and he's, he wakes up in, in this pool and he has the soul stone. And this leads me to believe that one of two things. I believe that A. Gamora is not truly dead. I believe that she's either trapped inside the soul stone or she actually is the soul stone. You know, a, a sacrifice had to be made to produce this stone. So I think that what, what we're looking at here is that she actually is the stone. Her soul created her, sac- her sacrificing her soul created the physical manifestation of this stone. I, I'm really not basing that off anything, but I think that as far as storytelling goes, that's the thing that makes the most sense. So she is now she's now dead in this. Once Star Lord finds out about this, he loses his shit, obviously, because he's in love with with Gamora, and ultimately his reaction to um, his him learning that that Thanos has killed her really ultimately derails their initial plan because they were winning. They were going to get, they were, they were an inch away from getting that glove, the infinity gauntlet off Thanos. But, but Peter Quill, Star-Lord freaks out and blows it basically. Um, and then it leads on to, you know, basically all the deaths from Thanos completing the infinity gauntlet. So every, everyone that's died, let's see, um, Star-Lord dies. Um, Doctor Strange dies. Um, Scarlet Witch dies. Um, Groot dies. Drax dies. Um, One of the ones that that affected me the most, the first person to die was Bucky, you know, the Winter Soldier. He's the first one that that we learn. He's the one that dies. It just disintegrates. The last thing he said, he just, he calls out for Steve because he, you know, he knows something's wrong and then he just disintegrates. Um, Mantis dies. Um, Black Panther dies. Um, Red or um, what's his name? Sam, uh, Anthony Mackie's character. He dies. Um, Falcon dies. I mean, Falcon dies. Um, and I mean, basically half of half of you know everybody on screen. Really, a lot of a lot of background people in Wakanda are dead. Um, a lot of people in the post credit scene, I mean, end up dying in that, um, Maria Hill ends up disintegrating, um, and Nick Fury ends up dying right before he, he ends up sending, um, sending that page. Now the one, the one death that really, that got me, you know, cause I, I saw this happening and I was like, oh shit, everyone's dying. The one death that really, that really got me was Spider-Man and because it was, it was it was kind of a slow burn in that some people just disintegrated immediately and it, it took him a little, you know a couple of seconds to do it and in that he realizes that he's dying he realizes that he's going away and he, he reacts the way that 
a kid would react to learning that he's dying. Um, you know, he, he sees his father figure, he sees Robert or he sees Iron Man and he goes, Oh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel good. And then he, he, the fear sets in and he's like, Oh, I don't want to go. He starts to cry like a, like a kid would. And that you, you see, um, Iron Man embrace him kind of like a father trying to comfort him and, and save him in any way that he can. He knows there's nothing he can do. And it's just, you, you see, you see Spider-Man hold it. You see Peter holding on to Tony, you know, for dear life. Cause he's just, he's just terrified. And it was, I, I got to give it up to Tom Holland. Cause that was, that was a, a really good performance in that. And, and it was really, it was really sad. It was, that's the one that, that's the one that got me. Um, and, and it really, you know, I, I've, I've been a casual fan of Spider-Man and I really liked Homecoming. Um, but this, this movie is the thing that really, really hit home or really, really knocked it out of the park for me as far as Spider-Man's concerned. He was, um, he, he was useful. Um, he was formidable. He, 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 you, you, you really, you're really pulling for him. You want him to do, <laughs> to do well. You want, you know, he's finally deemed an Avenger and, um, I just, I really liked him in this movie. Um, probably one of my favorites for sure. And in that scene of him dying, it was just, it was really, it was, it was a tough one for sure. That one, that one hit home. Um, and yeah, and all seeing all these leaving the theater, just being like, man, I, I left feeling, you know, uh, uh, as I said, feeling, feeling upset, but also, feeling pretty good with, with, with how the movie went. Um, I wasn't upset at the movie. I was upset at, you know, how things played out. Um, but the movie itself is, was really good. It's probably one of my favorites now. Um, there were stakes. The villain Thanos is, is by far to date the best villain in the, in the Marvel cinematic universe. You know, I, I don't really care what his reasons for, but I just wanted him to fail. And, and I, you, you, you see him because he's hurting all the people that you care about in these movies. And, and I wanted him to just lose and desperately wanted him to lose. And he wins and, and it's devastating, you know, as far as storytelling is concerned. And I left the movie feeling something. And that's really, that's really not always. Sometimes you just go for escape, but, but if you leave the movie having, having felt something, I, I think that's, that's a pretty damn good movie. And, and, and it, I left wanting more, needing more. I need to know how they fix this shit. And thinking that like, well, the next movie is Ant-Man. Ant-Man is as much as I love Ant-Man. Ant-Man is not the movie I need right now. This is not the movie that I want. I need to know how this movie ends. I need to know how the infinity war, how this story ends. How the hell are you going to get my favorite characters back? How are you going to get Bucky back? How are you going to get, get Dr. Strange back? Spider-Man. Starlet, how are you going to get these people back? I need them back because I'm not okay with the the with the Marvel Cinematic Universe existing the way that it exists right now. Um, and so I need I need a resolution here. Um, so there's that. And as much as you know, I, now we as 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 viewers have to live in this awfulness for an entire year. We have to live knowing that these people are dead for an entire year. I can't wait till next May to, to figure out how this turns out. I'm going to have to, of course, but it's, it's a bummer and it, it, it's not, uh, it, it, it sucks knowing that this is how it turned out, but 
On the other hand, I think this is how this movie needed to end. It needed to end with some, you know, not everything always ends up great. Not everything turns out right. And they, it really, it made this, it, I think it validated the movie. It made the stakes of the movie real because if everything, if they had just won with, with, with Thanos having all that power, it really would have kind of, it would, would have taken away from probably all the previous movies and how, and how dangerous he was and how, how important those stones were. So it, we needed to lose. This movie needed, needed the Avengers to lose. Now they said they announced when they first announced that Avengers three was going to be Infinity War. They initially said it was going to be part one, and and then the next the next movie would be part two, Avengers Infinity War part one and part two. And then a couple of months later, they came out and said, no, and uh, Avengers Infinity War four is going to be completely separate. It's going to be a different movie. And now that this movie has ended the way that it does, I mean, you can say that all you want, but that is not the case. This in, Infinity War or Avengers four is. Infinity War Part Two. That's just the way it is because they're going to have to they're going to have to address and correct all the things that went, pardon me, that went wrong in Avengers Three. So that you know that just is not a, a genuine or that's a disingenuous statement to say that it's not a Part Two because it is a Part Two. Um, some of the things my favorite, some of the things that I liked. Um, one of the things that that surprised me was Doctor Strange, and not and I like Doctor Strange. That's a that's a really great movie, and Benedict Cumberbatch is fucking awesome as Doctor Strange. But they used him a lot, and I really like that. You got to see, you know, you got to see Stephen Strange. Uh, you got to see him, that he was the master of mysticism, that he had power, that he could, he was formidable, that he could do things. Because we really, you know, we didn't really didn't get to see that in in Doctor Strange's standalone movie. You know, we got him. We have to see him use the Time Stone, but he was really just learning his abilities, and they kind of just thrust him into a power of of, of master kind of thing. And we didn't really get to see that he had in fact mastered, you know, the the mystic arts. But in this movie, we really do. I, I think we do. We we see him do a lot of cool shit. You know, we we see him. Um, you know, kind of entangle uh, Thanos in in these in these magical webs and 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 multiply himself like a million times once and 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 look forward in time to see the fourteen million outcomes and and to learn to learn the uh, the, the the one that's going to work and he, you know he 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 makes he, I, I just like that they made him such an important role and they really let Benedict Cumberbatch act they let him do. You know, they let him. They let him be him because he's a great actor. Uh, and and uh, as I said, I really liked Spider Man in this movie. I really liked Tom, what Tom Holland did, and, and they gave him a little bit more room to room to work. Um, probably my favorite thing about these movie or this movie is really the interactions. That's what I like the most about the movie. You know, the, the the fight scenes are great, and the and the story is great. But I like the interaction. I liked seeing. Iron Man and Tony Stark interact with Doctor Strange because these people are these two two egomaniacs essentially, and they're going to clash a little bit, but they also work together really well too. And I also there was a there was a moment when um, when Tony and and Peter are trying to get the, the the gauntlet off of Thanos, and he see and Tony sees Star Lord 
start to lose it. And he goes, he goes, you hold it together, Quill. He calls him Quill, you know, like, like, like they're old buddies kind of thing. And it's just, it was so, it's, it was so gratifying to finally see all these characters that I love individually come and be, work together and, and just be around each other. It, it was like kind of getting a, like an old, it, 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 not to be too whatever about it, but like getting a group, a group of friends together that, that, you know, they're your work friends and your, you know, you know, your co- old college buddies and they, and you bring them together and, and they, you know, it forms a better thing. Um, I really liked that. And I liked, I liked Thor's new hammer. I thought it was cool. It made him super powerful. He's Thor, the God of thunder. He's a, he's a God. You want to see him do, do some cool shit. So I like that. Um, there are some things I didn't like, but I understand why why the movie was it, why it was in the sense that I did I wanted to see more Captain America, I wanted to see more Bucky, and I wanted to see more Thor. I mean, I mean Hulk. Now I understand with this cast, this this cast that's so large, you, you can't give everyone the same amount of time. But Cap is my favorite. Cap and Bucky are my two favorite characters, and I wanted to see see more of that. And I think the the trailer kind of, kind of misled us a little bit and, and made us think that these, these guys were going to be a, a, a bigger part or part of it, or at least have more screen time. But, um, we didn't, uh, they, they didn't have as much as I thought, or really as much as I wanted, but I understand why, you know, it's a two and a half hour movie. I mean, if, if you were going to give everybody the, the, their, their due time, it would have been a four hour movie. But so I, you know, I wish I would have seen a little bit more, more Cap, a little bit more Winter Soldier, and I wish I would have seen Bruce Banner as the Hulk. We only see him as the Hulk in the first minute of the movie, and he's getting his ass kicked. Now he spends the rest of the movie as Bruce Banner, trying to get the Hulk to come out, and we see that the Hulk doesn't want to doesn't want to come out. So we, it leads me to believe that they're going to have to address that in. Uh, in the next one, obviously, but I'm not sure how they're going to address it. Are, 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 are Bruce and the Hulk finally going to have kind of a symbiotic relationship? Are they going to be, you know, not two sides of, of the same coin, but really, you know, themselves and, and, and really embrace each other? Because we see in, in Thor Ragnarok that Bruce hates the Hulk and Hulk hates Bruce. You know, that, that's not a new thing. That's, that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, Hulk hates puny banner and, and Banner thinks Hulk is 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 dangerous and whatever, and he is. But you know, maybe we'll see see them kind of quantify that in the next one. And I hope we do. I want to see I want to see more uh, more Hulk um, with Groot. I liked I, I like when Groot is older. Baby Groot's fun, but I like when he contributes. And Team Groot was okay. Team Groot's all right. Um, and I hope that when they bring him back, because they're going to. That either he's teen Groot or he's an adult Groot because I don't want baby Groot back again. I've seen that and it's cute, it's fun, but ultimately, you know, it doesn't. He doesn't do anything. Um, he doesn't really help. And one thing that I noticed about the, by the end of the movie, even though these characters, even though Tony and Cap. We're in the same movie, and, and, and Tony was about to call Cap. He didn't call Cap. It was Bruce that called Cap. And so by the end of the movie, we've spent two and a half hours of an Avengers movie, and, and Iron Man and Captain America still have not made up, are still not, still not you know, 
fixed fixed their friendship. They're still disillusioned. They didn't say a word to each other in this movie. They didn't even know what the other one was doing. And so they're still fractured. And I was hoping that I was expecting that in this movie they would have they would have reconciled. And I was I wish they had done that because we still live in a world where Cap Captain America is not talking to Tony Stark, and that is a bummer. So I, I, I wish they had fixed that, but, I mean, they will eventually. One of the scenes that I really liked, I thought it was cool, was during the, the battle in Wakanda when you have um, Scarlet Witch and uh, Black Widow and Okoye, and they're fighting Proxima Midnight. You know, all three of these women from completely different backgrounds coming together and teaming up. And I don't know. I, it was just there, there, there are three women with three completely different fighting styles, and they're taking on this big bad alien. And I, I it was just a cool fight scene. I don't know. It was I, I liked I liked what they I liked how they did that. Now keep in mind, I realized that that's the only those are the only people that could have beat that could have fought Proxima Midnight because Proxima Midnight was a female, and they can't have a movie where where any of the men are just beating the hell out of a female. That's just not going to fly, especially in a Disney movie. Um, so, so really, Captain America, Thor are not going to fight Proxima Midnight. They just can't do it. They can't have that going on. So it was the women that had to do it, but it's three badass women, three, three very different um, individuals, and I thought it was, uh, I, I don't know, I just thought it was a really cool scene. Um, so there are, there are, there's a ton of about this movie that I liked. I, I've, I've seen it twice already. I saw it on Thursday when it came out and I saw it again on Friday afternoon. Um, it was, it's, and I, you know what, I'm going to see it again at least one more time before it's, before it's done. You know, I really, I really loved, I loved this movie. I really did. Um, and it left me wanting more. I needed more. I, I, I need to know how this ends and I can't, um, I really can't wait for this for, for it to come out. Um, I'm excited about it, and I want my I want my team back. I want my guys back, um, and 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 I am I am excited about Ant Man. Uh, not to downplay that because Ant Man was great. The first one was great, and it's my understanding that Ant Man and uh, Captain Marvel are are uh, going to be integral to Avengers Four, which which makes sense. If Captain Marvel is, but I think what Ant Man brings to the table is the quantum realm and that is going to that's going to play a big part part in that now my prediction for the end how thanos is going to get beat uh is two two predictions um one is either because everyone has a reason to kill thanos now every single one every person in this movie so the only one the only individual that would have the most meaning would be gamora gamora has to be the one to kill Thanos. She's going to come, she will come back. I'm saying, I'm saying this right now. Gamora will, will come back and she's going to have to be the one to kill Thanos. You know, she, they have that father daughter relationship. He sacrificed her. You know, she might even develop a love for him when she realized some, you know, a level of that, when she realized that, that he did truly love her, but she has to be the one to kill him. It's either going to be, she's the one that kills him or everybody has a hand in it because, you know, he's so powerful and, and it, it takes literally everybody to kill him. It might be that situation, but it's, but it's my, I'm guessing that, that Kimura is going to, going to have to be the one to do it. Um, I think as far as storytelling goes, that's the one that has the most meaning, carries the most weight. And, and it, I, I think it just makes sense realistically. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad, you know, there was a lot of speculation that Captain America was going to die and, or that Iron Man was going to die and that, 
you know, I'm glad that that didn't happen. Those two did survive. Um, and realistically, Captain America is the one who Captain America dies in the, in the infinity war comic and he dies standing up alone to Thanos. And we do get a scene, a shot of that, uh, of him holding Thanos back really. And then Thanos knocks him out with a punch, but he survives. So that's good. Um, I did like that. And everyone, you know, one of them's going to die. One of them's going to die. And then we see Iron Man get stabbed, <laughs> of course. And, but he, but he survives. So, I'm glad those two made it out alive. If, if anybody had to, I'm glad it's them. And, you know, they're going to be an integral part in, in Avengers 4, however that plays out. Um, now, normally I, I, I start these, or I have started these in the past with, uh, you know, introducing a, a character, uh, an obscure character from, uh, from the comic books that, you know, you may not, people may not necessarily know or, or know everything about, but, um, you know, this movie being so long and so much going on, I figured I didn't, you know, wouldn't have time for that. But my, uh, a good buddy of mine, Justin, um, he said next time to uh, talk about uh, a character called Asbestos Lady, uh, who's that's just a fantastic character um, that I had to look up. And uh, I will next time. Um, but this one, you know, when I when I talk about Deadpool, that's coming out soon, Deadpool or, or uh, Ant-Man or whatever, um, Maybe next time. Next time I'll do it. But uh, this time, this was this was all Infinity War, a, a movie I loved. Um, definitely one of my one of my favorites now. And I can't wait to watch it back to back with uh, Infinity War three, you know, or really just just watch uh, Thor Ragnarok and the all three of them. Watch all three of them. But um, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to email me at. Um, God, what is what is it? I uh, I was right podcast at gmail.com. It's I was right podcast at gmail.com. Thanks everybody.